I am New York City-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, a licensed clinical social worker, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. The Black Therapist Podcast is a place where we will discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. You can listen to our show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. You can follow us on Instagram, The Black Therapist Podcast, or you can hit us up on our website and sign up for our mailing list at blacktherapistpodcast.com. Also, on our website, you can find the links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. You can also email us show suggestions, general feedback, and any ideas that you have for, I don't know, guests at Black therapist podcast at gmail.com hey guys so if you're in new york city area and you're listening to this show the week it released during the week of easter which is april 1st then come out and meet me on april 5th that is this thursday i will be on south street seaport at an event called he said she said and it is sponsored by or presented by fearless women uh, this Thursday, you can come out and meet me for a relationship. You can come out and meet me. I will be on a relationship panel called He Said, She Said. Hey guys, if you're in the New York City area and you would like to meet me in person, you can come out to an event that we're having. It's called He Said, She Said. And it's a relationship panel presented by Go Girls Inc. and Fearless Women. I will be one of the female panelists me uh, along with a male therapist and some male panelists and we're going to be talking about love and relationships if you are listening to this show later on you can contact me because my mental health relationship course will be up and live probably by the time that you listen to this show and you might want to contact me to get some info to see when you can join when the next time it'll be open if there is time for you to get into the most recent cohort etc so um if you want to join us for our relationship panel discussion or if you want to join me for the relationship class make sure that you contact me at nikita n-i-k-i-t-a banks.com take care so i had an amazing opportunity uh probably last week to create a mental health course in response to something that was going on in one of the groups that I'm in. So I have a friend and you probably have heard of her because she's a phenom and she's like everywhere. Her name is the budget Nista, Tiffany Aliche, and she has a finance group. And I'm one of the people who are in the group. When she first started, I supported her very early on and she knows me and she knows what I do and how I'm passionate about mental health for people of color. And so there was a post in the group. It caused people some distress. We thought that possibly a member of the group was going through some mental health trials and there wasn't a plan in place on in the group on how in that space she would deal with someone who was in distress so I happened to have been free that day. She called me on the phone and we called the person and we were able to provide her with some resources. So yeah, you know, we had a conversation with her and I was asked to kind of see if she was a danger to herself. I didn't think that she was. And um, what we did was we were able to kind of work with her, figure out what the presenting problem was, what were some of the things that we could help her do in order to kind of find a resolution to what the issues were and 
I think for the most part, we were pretty successful in just kind of getting her to reframe and refocus the attention that she had and the distress that she had in that moment to more positive, actionable steps to resolve the issues. So it was pretty cool in that moment to be able to be a part of the solution. And so what we ended up doing was, you know, I worked with Tiffany to create a plan in place on how the administrators of her group, because she's a fairly large group, 200 50,000 women, probably more. I mean, I don't check the numbers because it's not my group, but there are a lot, a lot of women in that group internationally and all over the place. So um, while I'm not practicing therapy for the women in the group, I, I do try to be a resource to Tiffany or the, the women that are there. So what I ended up doing was helping her and her team come up with a way to address issues where somebody is expressing that they have some sort of distress in the group. And then I also worked with her in service of the group and the members to think of like the way that I would be able to contribute to some of the members. So I was able to create our free mental health course in response to some of the posts and the things that I saw going on in the group. And as I told you, if you want to sign on for our free mental health course, you can send me an email at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can go on blacktherapistpodcast.com, sign on to our mailing list, and you will get that as well as our free upcoming newsletter with resources, etc. Or you can sign on to a mailing list at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, banks.com. Yeah. So in the course, what I did was I talked about some of my mental health struggles, why you need to have a mental wellness toolkit, why you need to have a proactive mental wellness tool, um, mental wellness plan, as well as what to do if you or someone you know is in emotional distress, how to ask for help, seven ways to find a therapist, and what to do if you or someone is going through mental health distress. The course is free. Some of the therapy options that I list in there are free. Some of them are low cost. Some of them you have to invest in. And so I decided that I wanted to do this because I'm in the process of building a lot more mental health courses for people of color. And I figured I'm, I might as well just make this the first one. My next paid course launches in it launches next month. So that course I'm extremely excited about. It has a workbook and we are going to talk about that in a few weeks if you want information about that once you sign on to the other one we'll send you the information and the free resources to access the other course the full course will be paid the short version of the course or mini lesson of the course will be free and to get you started so that's that anyway the reason that I'm doing this show today is because what Tiffany asked me to do was to have a conversation with the group members just let them know behind the scenes how we were going to address members who had mental health issues and of course this is something that I did I offered the course to them in the group but it kind of went off the rails number one just kind of speaking live to that number of women or, or that number of people in the group, it sh is stressful. I mean, I've, I do public speaking and stuff, but still doesn't mean that I'm not nervous. You know, I've, I've, I've done TV before, not in this capacity. I've done TV shows before. I performed live before in my old life, but it still makes me nervous. And I also don't, I told you guys, I don't listen to the old shows because it makes me nervous and I'm super judgmental. But anyway, did this live and I really was just going to talk about the free mental health course and the resources of what we're going to do behind the scenes. But of course, 
because it was in a forum where people were like asking me questions and stuff, I ended up really talking about my own mental health struggles. And as you know, if you listened more than once here, I'm very transparent about going to a therapist and how much that has helped me improve my life and why I'm committed to doing what I do for my community. And so it was all going well until one person commented. Now, you know, the majority of the comments were super duper positive, and I'm cool with that. Um, but as with most people, when one person says something negative, you focus in on that one thing. What happened was, is I was telling a story about my mental health issues, and then the response was, Jesus is my therapist. Now, I'm religious as the next girl. You know, I, I believe in, in Christ. I was raised in church. I believe in the Bible. I don't like when anybody talks against the Bible. I don't like people who don't like believers because I think that there is power in believing that. And I personally am not, I'm not narcissistic enough to believe that man is the end all and be all on the planet. Like there has to be some other force at work that sustains us. And so whether I'm against science, you guys know that I'm not, my career is based on science. I also believe in the power of spirituality and the unknown. As most intelligent people know, they don't know everything, right? If I don't know anything, I do know that I don't know everything. So when the person put up the post about Jesus being her therapist, I felt the need to address it, especially in the spaces where there are so many black people and people of color. Religion has a way of dismissing us. It has a way of making us feel smaller. It has us way, a, a way of making us feel not worthy. And I talked about this. It, I've talked about this extensively here, but I also talk about this in my, the, my journey in my free course. Like when I was depressed and I told my mom and she told me to pray about it, I was offended because of course I prayed about it. Of course I prayed. And sometimes when you pray, and you're praying about some sort of distress, like you have a diagnosis or you have a... If this is any other diagnosis, right? If you had a cold, nobody would tell you to pray about it. They would tell you to get up and get cold medication, go and take something. They wouldn't just tell you to pray about it. If you say, oh my God, I have the flu today, nobody would say, mm, well, just pray that God deliver you from it. No, they would tell you to go somewhere. If you told somebody you have cancer, they would not tell you to pray about it. So why when I tell you I'm having mental distress, do you tell me to pray about it? That feels dismissive. It felt like she didn't want to hear it. I felt, I felt unseen. I felt like I was being told not to feel what I was feeling. I, I felt like I was being judged. I felt like it was a weakness in me the 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 stance in church that if you have schizophrenia it is of the devil or you are evil or you are possessed the stance in church that if you are depressed it is your fault and you are not faithful to god is a problem hey so i just wanted to uh reiterate that when i say churches i don't mean all churches I think some churches are really doing an amazing job of highlighting the issues of mental health and actually providing solutions like Harlem's Hope Counseling Center, which is a division of First Corinthians Baptist Church in Harlem. And the pastor, Michael A. Waldron, is amazing and he's an amazing mental health advocate. And so I do want to say some churches, but 
for a lot of churches, mental health is not treated with the respect that it deserves. And I know that Michael Waldron is actually not the only one. So it was triggering. I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. And if there are some people who are in that group and you heard me that day, then you know it was triggering for me when she stated that. And not only did she state it, but she kept going back and forth. Like, oh, I'm going to pray for you and don't discount the Bible. And I'm not discounting the Bible. I said up front that I am a Christian I, woman. I believe in God. I believe in Christ. But I also believe that faith without works is dead. But I believe that when I was in the depths of my depression, my faith is what held me. It taught me that God was going to send me better and that it let me know that this was not this suffering was not my true calling. That suffering did not have to be a part of my ministry. It did not have to be a part of my story. And that if I could get over it, if I could survive this test, it would be a part of my testimony. But you had to get over it. I know from going to church so many years that there are sinners and, and substance abusers and people who have struggled, who have made it through. And so if I could hold on to God's unchanging hands, I was going to make it out of this. However, I needed help in order to do so. It was beyond my capabilities to do it on my own. And reading the Bible alone wasn't helping. My Bible teaches me faith without works is dead. So as you've heard me say time and time again on this show, um... I usually use the scripture faith without works is dead when I am attempting to explain to people in the church why it is necessary for us to go to those who have the skills necessary to help with our physical, mental and emotional development and allow Jesus, God, the Bible and whatever your religious affiliation is to take care of the spiritual part of your body as um, as a way to counteract the negative impact people think when you express that you have to go to therapy to do your mental and emotional healing that I'm, I'm saying something against the Bible for some reason. So I'm going to take it right back to the book of James 14 through 26 and I'm going to actually read it directly from the Bible now this is New King James Version I'm on BibleGateway.com because it was too much work for me to take down my grandmother's Bible <laughs> that I have in my home right now to make this point to you but I'm going to just say the scripture right now what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works can faith save him if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you say to him, depart in peace, be warmed and fed, but you do not give him the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works is dead. So I read scripture 14 do 17 just now, but I'm going to stop right there. What this scripture is saying to me, and you can read it your own self because I gave you the scripture, but what it is saying to me is that we are made both of spirit and physical, right? Our spiritual body and our emotional body 
as well as our physical body have dominion over our wellness. And you can't just tell somebody to feel better without giving them the tools and the resources that it takes to allow them to feel better. I'm going to read the relevant scripture again. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. We are human beings with human bodies. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So case closed. But I'm going even a little bit further because in this scripture, uh, the passage 14 to 26, I want to say it says faith without works is dead about six times. 18, but someone will say you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by work when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working all together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. By work. By works, faith was made perfect. For the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. I skipped around a little bit because stuff it's stuff about rehab, rehab and harlots, and that's not relevant right now. But read your Bible. I need you guys to read your own Bible and, and stop just reiterating things that you think uh, sound good because it shames somebody else. Religion has a way of shaming other people and I'm not allowing anything or anybody to come between me and my healing because I know that the Lord that I serve is a healing God. And I don't, I, I don't want to make this about religion, but since we're talking about religion, I'm going to make it about religion. The God that I serve does not want me to serve, to, to suffer needlessly. Prayer without works is dead. It was my faith that kept me. But it was my therapist who saved me. And I'm, I might get bad. I might get bad mail. I might get bad mail. I might get bad mail. But I'm going to tell you what this is. It was my therapist who saved me. Now, when I say he saved me, that doesn't make him my savior. That means that God works through us on earth. We only understand what we can based on the limitations and the constraints of the, the form that we are in. So because I am a human being, he had to send help in the form of my, that, that in the form that my human understanding would process. And therefore he sent me a therapist in order to help me get my mental health in order. My mother didn't have the answers. My friend didn't have the answers. I didn't go to my pastor, but I'm pretty sure because I know him. My pastor at the moment, he did not have the answers. We have to start not shaming people for their experiences. And the church has a way of shaming people for their experiences. And that is why a lot of people are moving away from organized religion. I said it. 
Because as long as you're putting whatever you're putting in the collection plate on Sunday, and I'm going to step on some toes, but I don't care. As long as you're putting whatever you're putting in the collection plates on collection plates on Sunday, sometimes they don't seem to care about your day-to-day weekly struggles. And there's something that you can do about that. You can proactively start reading your own Bible and interpreting it the best way that you possibly can to apply it in your life in ways that make your life better. My God, and no matter whatever you call yours, but my God does not want me to suffer needlessly and for no reason. Hear what I say. I said, my God does not want me to suffer needlessly and for no reason. And when I say needlessly, I mean, he does not want me to suffer if I don't have to. My God, the God I serve does not want me to suffer if I don't have to. And just not having the skills, just not having the skills to do something is not a reason to suffer. You go and speak to somebody who has the capacity to teach you what you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. And you can't be responsible for the things that you don't know, but you will suffer for the things that you don't know. I can tell you that. You will suffer for not being able or not being active or not taking the, the initiative to say you need help and invest in your education. Therapy for me was me investing in my self-study. I needed it. I, need, I don't know where I would be without it. I know where I was before I got it. I know life was bleak. I know some days I didn't want to be here. It's painful to say that, but I know some days I didn't want to be here. If it wasn't for my son, and if it wasn't for my faith that kept me, and I knew that God was going to send me the answer when I was praying for the answer, he sent me my voice that took me to my PCP, primary care physician, and stated, I am very sad and cannot get out of the bed, and I need to see someone. And she gave me a referral to a therapist. And that is when life started to open up for me. That's when I was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm going to be honest with you, some days I didn't know whether it was a train or the opening. But I still went. And that is what my faith did. And that's what my belief in God did. But he sent me help. So as the ladies kept going on and kept going on, I decided that I was going to tell a story and then get off of it. So I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to get off of here. But um, years ago, a friend of mine, her name is Sybil Penix. And anybody in the music industry knows Big Mama Sib. Shout out. It's Biggie, Biggie Day. We're in Biggie Month. So um, I'm a Brooklyn girl till I die. So Mama Sib told me a story about help. And she told me that there was a man who jumped in the ocean because he had faith in God that God would save him. Now, homeboy could not swim a lick could not swim a bit, but he said, I am going to jump into the ocean because I know that my God and the God that I serve is a mighty God and he is going to save me. And what ended up happening was a few minutes after being in the water, he panicked and he was flailing around and he didn't know what he was doing. And the people on the shore said, oh my gosh, I see that guy. He's out there. He's drowning. And a swimmer jumped in and he came And he was going to save the guy. And the the guy got close. He got close to the guy. And the guy said, no, no, no. No, I don't need your help because my God is going to save me. 
I, I have faith in the Lord. I, I am a faithful servant in God, and he's going to save me. So the guy was like, are you sure you don't want to save me? Nope, nope, nope. My God is going to save me. So the guy, swimmer, he went back. A few minutes later, a man came by in a fishing boat. Seen him, he said, hey, I could pull you on the boat if you want to be saved. I can pull you in. And he said, no, I trust God. Get away from me. Uh-uh. Nope, I don't want your help because God is going to save me. I'm a faithful servant in my Lord, and God is going to come save me. And the guy said, are you sure? And he said, I'm positive. Get on out of here. And he got on out of here. And then an ocean liner came by. Big old ship, Carnival Cruise, came by. And they seen him, and they, the captain yelled down, hey, are you drowning? I can save you. I'm going to throw down the, a life vest. And the guy said, no, 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 I don't need your help. I trust God. God is my savior. He is going to save me. And then the man drowns, right? And he gets up, goes up to the pearly gates. I don't know, whatever you, you believe in. He goes, he sees the Lord. The Lord is there. He said, Lord, I jumped in the ocean. I trusted that you were going to save me. I don't understand why you would allow me to die Why would you allow me to die? I am a faithful servant. I trusted and believed in you. I jumped into the ocean because I knew that you are mighty God. I serve and you were going to save me. And the God that I serve said to him, I tried three times to save you. I sent you a swimmer. I sent the fisherman and I sent the captain of the ocean liner. And you told them, no, sometimes we have to recognize and realize that we don't get to choose the form that the Lord sends our help in. Many times, oftentimes, we refuse to accept the existing help because it comes in the form of something that we don't like, like mandated counseling or ACS worker or someone in in public assistance someone re- and reactive services, someone that you're going to see to get your SSI check, or someone that comes to see you on a hospital ward to discharge you, some of the work that I do. We look at the form in which it comes in, packaged, the brown paper wrapping, and we say that this is not the gift that I want without even opening it. We have to remain open to receive whatever Help comes to us in the form that it comes in. And we have to pray not so much for just deliverance, but pray for discernment to be able to identify the help that God sends us when he sends us. Now, I don't want to preach, but I, it's, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. I'm recording the show on Sunday. I don't know when y'all going to listen to it, but this is a Sunday and I'm recording the show. And so on this day, what I will pray for for all of us is the help and healing that we deserve in order to come into our lives and get us to where we need to be on this journey. And I hope that this has been a blessing to you as much so as it has been to the countless people who were able to listen to um, my live the other night. And that's why I was inspired to do to do this show today. I didn't really have a show planned because I am because I'm so hood. <laughs> I didn't really have a show planned because I intends I intended on taking some time off to develop our 
mental health course that I have coming up. It's going to be a paid course. There's going to be opportunities for you to be able to work with me. I'm going to be doing some events around the course. If you are interested in signing up to the mailing list to get information about the paid course and the ebook that will go with the course is launching in April. But if you would like to take the course that I am discussing today and the course that I'm offering right now, that is F-R-E-E, free 99, on our website, um, contact me at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, banks.com. I hope y'all know how to spell my name by now. As well as blacktherapistpodcast.com. You can sign on to either mailing list. The emails are the same. And I will be able to respond to you or you can shoot me an email at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. If you live in Brooklyn, New York area, and you are looking for a therapist, my office is in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. You can contact me at nikitabankslcsw at gmail.com, as well as um, through my website. You can, you can also contact me through the contact form on nikitabanks.com for appointments. We are expanding hours. My little baby is growing, so... I'm looking forward to being able to offer more hours and service more clients in my community. And I'm doing some more online coaching as well and online work. So if you are interested in any of that stuff, just contact me. But I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's not me. I don't care if you have to call me to ask me to send you to somebody who ain't me. Make sure that you contact me um, so that I could be a resource for you. What I would like to do is try to normalize therapy and the therapeutic experience for black people of color. There's so many things that we don't know. We are behind the eight ball with, with so much information. And there are so many challenges and stresses that we're going to have in our lives that are going to be beyond our skill set and capability. And in order to be healthy and happy, you have to do your work on yourself. And if you are out there and you are listening to the sound of my voice and you are in the, the throes of struggling, please do what you can to hold on. Lift your voice and be able to ask the proper people for help. I thank God that not only did I tell my mother I was depressed and my friend I was depressed, I told my doctor I was depressed. I had to speak to the people who knew who were empowered to be able to assist me. Sometimes we ask for help from the people that are around us and they are not in a the they 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 don't have it. You know, you ask, that's like me going, somebody come to me asking me for $2 million. Like, I ain't got it. So why don't you go to a bank? And while you're at it, why don't you make yourself attractive enough to be in the bank? How about you have your credit together? How about you, you have, you know, you have your paperwork together? So sometimes you just have to be able to prepare yourself mentally and prepare yourself to ask the proper people for the assistance that you need and the people that you know could actually facilitate that for you. And I, if I'm going to be a resource or if you need me to be a resource for you, I can. But if you're also looking for therapy, in our free course, we talk about seven ways to find yourself a therapist, including some from free ways. Okay, so thank you guys for listening once again. Be well. You've listened to another episode of the Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nikita Banks, licensed clinical social worker. And this is Black Therapist Podcast, formerly Black in Therapy. If you are looking for any information, 
information, any resources about today's show, or if you just want to drop a line and say, hey, and subscribe to our mailing list, you can do so at our website, blacktherapistpodcast.com. You can send us emails at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please like, comment, share, and subscribe because we want the show to grow as organically as we possibly can. And we cannot do that without you. Thank you for listening. Be well.